returning the shopping carts in the Rayleigh's parking lot, picking the gum from under the tables at McDonald's. Any minimum wage career that you can think of can afford you more than $18 sufficient enough to purchase you a coffee maker from Walmart and make your own coffee. But you don't want that. You don't want your girlfriend or boyfriend's piss poor attempts if they burnt up mocha latte attempts. No. You want a molten lava grande served to you by an 18-year-old white woman majoring in liberal arts with a minor in flower picking. Dutch Bros Coffee, are you in good hands? I remember one time this girl told me she was like, uh, she was like, she hates when I talk to her because when I talk, it always sounds like we finna fuck. Like, like even just when we in regular, regular situations, like if we at Starbucks, it sounds like I'm we about to fuck and we not. But uh, the curse of having a deep voice. What is going on with you? Much love, peace, and chicken grease. Welcome to the Greatest Voice Podcast. Welcome to the People's Paradise. Shout out to Micah the Comedian for joining in. Shout out to Jeremy Taylor the First for joining in. We are here. We are live. So let's just hop right into the, t- into the gumbo pot of bullshit. This is going to be a great episode. This was a week of canceling. I feel like not a week actually. I'm going to say the last three to four days that have passed. I feel like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and dare I say some users of TikTok have spent the time trying to cancel some of our favorite uh, celebrities, including cancel the religion that kind of set the tone for this country, that is Christianity. And I can't wait to have a conversation about it because this even, they, they tried to cancel Howard Stern. First off, regular radio, regular, regular television tried to cancel Howard Stern even before the internet was a thing. They've been trying to cancel this nigga for decades. So if y'all think Twitter's going to get the job done, y'all are... F- Y'all are very mistaken. I'm going to tell you that, buddy. You guys are very mistaken. Um, Let's just hop right into it. So let's go into a delineation of topics that's most important. We're going to start off with Jimmy Kimmel. People have been on Jimmy Kimmel's ass for quite some time. Um, They were on him about a song that he did in 1996 that kind of was like a mock of Snoop Dogg where he used the N-word. I have no issue with that. I do think he was joking. They tried to cancel for him doing blackface. Once again, I'm still on the fence with that. With his interview that he did with Megan Fox, when Megan Fox was saying how uncomfortable she felt on the set of Bad Boys 2 when she was 15 years old, and Michael Bay had her dance in a bikini and a waterfall, and even when the cast members had let her know, you know, she is 15, I felt some uncomfortability with that. I could tell from her, from how the way Megan Fox was talking in the interview that she felt that she did feel uncomfortable with the memory of doing that with being a 15 year old in a bikini in a waterfall. One would also ask, she had a mom and a daddy. Why the fuck would her mom and her daddy let her go to a movie set dressed like that at 15 years of age? But we're not going to have that conversation because I don't know if she was adopted. I don't know what her family situation is. I can just say if I was Jimmy Kimmel, I watched the interview. Jimmy Kimmel laughed in that situation. I wouldn't have laughed. But I also understand that Jimmy Kimmel, much like Michael Bay, who Megan Fox was speaking about, are the kind of celebrities that are in those circles where if they say or do the wrong thing or even give too much attention to one of those situations, especially back in those days. Back in those days, that probably was like 10 years ago when the interview was done. But once again, that's still a lot of time. They might not have had a job. We can't expect Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon to necessarily be the highest people of morality because if you want to have a real conversation, if you want to have a real conversation about these people, shout out the text pit bull who said laugh aloud, fuck Kimmel. We can't expect Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon to be the pinnacle of morality because these motherfuckers are both just robots. 
These people are the kinds of people who they can't say their real opinion. They can't say what they want to say or even what they even what they feel in their heart because reality is they're tied to a lot of people's wallets and checks. You know, Jimmy Kimmel said the wrong thing. His ass get fired. The only reason Jimmy Kimmel is allowed to go as hard as he can on Donald Trump is because it's popular to. That's why if you want to have a real conversation, that's why I don't respect a lot of people. And I don't like Trump. But I don't respect a lot of people who are on the left. They go so hard at Trump because, nigga, you are only doing it because now it is popular. If it was back in the 1970s, 1960s, like when Muhammad Ali went against our country because of how he was treating his people, because of when the two runners who won the Olympics in Mexico went against our country for how they were treating our people, nigga, you wouldn't have said nothing. You would have just you would have been like Sammy Davis Jr. You would have stood on the sidelines and watched it. So I don't like that you're going. Look, let me tell you something about me. And we're going to we're going to take this conversation going to Howard Stern. One of the reasons I try my hardest not to go hard on a Howard Stern on a Donald Trump is because most of what we kill Donald Trump for is for saying crazy shit. I don't like his political views. I don't like his views on race when it comes to Middle Eastern people. But at the same time, for him just saying the little goofy, weird shit that he does, I'm going to say this. Shout out to Guapo Latte said, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Who said, who said, oh, no, this shit. I mean, with that being said, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's hard for me to kill somebody on just talking shit because my entire life, I have been a shit talker. I have been a shit talker and I've said some crazy shit. So I'm not going to kill somebody just on rhetoric. What I will kill somebody on is their inability to stand up in certain situations, EIE or Jimmy Kimmel. What I will kill somebody is, is on their political views. In my EII, for example, Donald Trump. So. With that being said, I don't give a fuck about Jimmy Kimmel. Cancel him. I think he's funny. I do laugh at him. But at the same time, I'm not looking at Jimmy Kimmel to guide me. So that's how I feel about Jimmy Kimmel. If y'all want to cancel him, you are not going to cancel Jimmy Kimmel. That's the thing. You know, I don't I don't I don't think they're gonna cancel the show just because of how you feel about with that. But what I will say, that Megan Fox situation did make me want to talk about something that I think we don't talk about a lot on this podcast is I'm going to say sexual harassment, but sexual uncomfortability. There are a lot of women, even outside of, even if you haven't, see a lot of times when we have the conversation about the Me Too movement, a lot of men were against the witch hunt of the Me Too movement because a lot of the times we were lumping up people in these conversations who everything that was in the Me Too movement, whether you made a woman feel uncomfortable, whether you even said the wrong comment, was automatically lumped up and equalized to being a Harvey Weinstein where you've had a, six, a 16, 20, 30 year history of uh, sexually assaulting women. And we would automatically put them in the same group. So, man, we got on the defense about that because we were like, wait, what the fuck? So, what? no, but that's not the same thing as that. No, the Aziz Ansari situation, that's not the same as that. That is true. There are levels. I hate to talk about it like that, but there are levels. Just how there's a third-degree murder, a second-degree murder, a first-degree murder, manslaughter, there are levels. But what I will say, and this brings me to my conversation back to Megan Fox, it is it is something to be said about sec- being sexually uncomfortable in a situation, and as men, we need to be more aware of that. I think a lot of times as men, I will raise my hand up and say this uh, honestly, we a lot of times put women in situations where they feel sexually uncomfortable and they don't feel they don't feel comfortable saying they I put it to you like this. 
I've always, and I've been saying this for a few weeks now. Every time you went to a bar, you went to a dance floor, you went to a club, or you try to talk to a girl, you try to talk to a woman on the street. Whenever she smiled and said no, thank you, whatever, whatnot, or no, thank you, I'm sorry, no, cool, whatever, whatnot, or even she'll lie and say she has a boyfriend. Always remember this: whatever she's telling you to curve you, that's probably maybe thirty to twenty-three percent of how fully she really feels about the situation, how comfortable she feels. I can tell you as a grown man, I've been hit on by grown niggas, and it feels really uncomfortable. It feels really uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you a true story. Two and a half weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, shout out to uh, Textable. He said, me too, LOL. Joe Biden was accused, and nobody said nothing about your hypocrites. We're going to get back to that. We're going to get back to Joe Biden's stupid ass. But with that being said, I'm going to tell you, there was this guy who was trying to hit on me at the club. This was like two weeks ago. And he kept like shaking my hand and dapping me up. And I could kind of tell, I had a, I could kind of tell he was trying to get at me, but I was like, nah, bro, I'm fine. So I'm just chilling with my homies. And I could kind of get the vibe, but I was like trying to brush it off because I didn't want to start any issues. I didn't want to start any issues. So at the end of the night, he came back to me, right? And bro, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. He came back to me, shout out to the homie from Youngstown, Ohio. Appreciate that. So he came back to me, right? And dapped me up and then came in for a hug. This nigga came in for a hug and kissed me like twice right here like <clears throat> I said, what the fuck? And I pushed him, what the fuck you doing? And I got so mad. Then he was like, no, my friend, my puppy, puppy, my bad, puppy, 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 no puppy. I'm not into the puppy. No, no, just, I got, I'm passionate. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know fuck about you being passionate, nigga. What the fuck you kissing me for? Now, with that being said, I have never tried to kiss a woman like, like, I've never tried to kiss a woman like that. But I will say this. Imagine how uncomfortable you can be making a woman feel that don't want you, that you're trying to push or trying to press your game up on. And on top of that, I'm a tall dude. So I know for a fact in a fight, I could whoop this dude's ass. Imagine you talking to a woman, you 6'2", you talking to a woman who's 5'2", 5'3". You know, that's kind of intimidating, especially when this is a woman who you don't know how many experiences she's had where a guy tried to talk to her. He wouldn't leave her alone. And when she finally said, fuck it, I don't want it. And she kind of went off. The dude might have hit her. Dude might have wild out. So even if we're not having a conversation about rape, even if we're not having a conversation about date rape or sexual assault or putting pills and drinks, I'm not going to call this quote unquote privilege, but we still need to be cognitively, consciously aware of when we're making a person feel uncomfortable. Just because a woman is smiling at you a lot of the times, that might not be she that doesn't mean she's comfortable a lot of times when a woman's smiling at you, she's trying to ease the tension because she feels uncomfortable so you have to be cognizant cognizantly aware of that a lot of times i can tell you hey, a lot of us a lot of us even as men a lot of us have beef with other grown men that all we would have to do is simply pick up the phone and call them and have a conversation and for whatever reason we're not doing that so you have to imagine how these people feel who are in situations like a megan fox you know i can I can kill Megan Fox's parents and say, well, where the fuck was you at for letting a 15-year-old? Shout out to Guapalate said, was it the same dude that tried to hop in the shower with you? You didn't have to answer. Bruh. No, this was a different nigga. Let me tell you. true. Funny you bring that up because I was going to talk about this. True story. Let me give you another good example. Now, this is a terrible example because this was just sexual molestation. So, this was about four months ago. Guapalate know this story. So, uh. I'm working in San Francisco, right? I work in this uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> I work in this residential resi- I was working in these residential condos, right? And they had a gym downstairs in the building where the the people who live there could take showers as well as the employees. So I went there to take a shower, right? And there was this gay dude who lives in the building, and he knows me. I know him, right? 
No, he don't know me, but I've seen him be looking at me. I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? So he came in there while I'm about to get undressed in, in, in the locker room and go to the shower. He says, I just want to let you know, you know, you're a beautiful man, right? And I was like, uh, okay, thank you. And I was like, cool, cool. And I understand. Okay, cool. What is whatever? It's a compliment. I didn't want to hear that when I'm damn near getting naked. But, you know, hey, it's cool. I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I'm about to get in the shower, and the nigga turns the lights off. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? He turns it back on again. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, that's weird. So I, I get in the shower, and they had one of them showers with the glass door where the glass door closes. Man, I get in the shower, I close that door. This motherfucker turns the lights off, right? He comes back into the shower room where I'm at, puts his face against the glass, like right where my dick is at, then backs up, takes off his shirt, takes off his pants, and grabs the door handle and tries to open up. So I grab the top of the door. I'm like, hey, what the fuck you doing? What the fuck you doing? So then he back he backs up, takes the shit, and just runs off into the night. And man, let me tell you, you know when that happened, I, and I can tell you when that happened, that really had me fucked up for a minute. I told my manager about it, and I, like I told him, I didn't want to press charges. I didn't want to say anything crazy about it, just because I felt I felt embarrassed. Like I didn't want to tell like another grown man and rape me. But I can tell you, hey man, I can I can just put it to you like this, man. I can tell you as a grown man. Sexual objectification is a thing. And so, runs off ones of work, not the night. He was a vampire. Shout out to Jeremy Taylor said he was a vampire. I don't know what the fuck he was. I think he was a rapist vampire. I think he was rape gula. And I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I... See, and I'm going to tell you, that situation to do with the dig at the club, I can say, I've been approached by gay dudes before. But like I said, I've never... That was the very first time I could say when that happened to me that I was kind of scared. Because when could, once again, in the fight, I feel like I could have whooped him. But it's that was a big nigga. I ain't going to lie. That nigga was big. That nigga was my height. And I was like, nigga, it's going to be a fight. Like, we going if we fight, niggas, skin is going, there's going to be some contact. Like, like, I was like, it's like, with a little, with a little nigga who tried to fuck me at the club, I could have just two-pieced him. It would have been bad. But this nigga, we was going to have to tussle for a minute. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be easy. It was not finna be an easy go round. So uh I don't know, man. It just I just this year has really just made me really look at myself and just make me understand like, you know, women have it hard because all of what I'm talking about or what I went through, you know, is nothing compared to what a woman goes through. You know, it is what it is, you know. I and so now I'm not I'm not the I'm not the champion of all women. I'm not the the guy who's trying to to plead to the women's cries and help them. I'm just telling you just from my personal experience. This is just what I've learned, you know. I'm not a snowflake. I'm not going I'm not I'm definitely not going to be a Trevor Noah. I'm not a Sean King who's going to try to placate and plead to people's needs and stuff like that. I'm just telling you just from what I've seen and what's making me in retrospect make make me understand, you know. You know, so it's uh it is what it is. Um now I brought up Sean King because Sean King brought up something that was very interesting. And I thought this was hilarious. And I've been, <clears throat> I have been waiting for the right time to have this conversation. Oh my God, this made me happy. So Sean King says that white statues in Christianity are symbols of white supremacy. And we should tear down white statues of Jesus, paintings of Jesus and cancel Christianity. Now, let me say this. I love how, I just love how we have been on this whole cancel this, cancel this, cancel that. This was the very first time 
I saw people on the left as equally mad at Sean King as people on the right are at Sean King for these comments about cancel Christianity and cancel white Jesus. I just thought it was hilarious. I just thought the shit was just hilarious. I just, it's funny to me. So let's have this conversation. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you are sensitive, if you have sensitive ears, if you are, do not, do not, do not watch this. If you're, if you're sensitive, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm about to go to go into real death with this. So if you sensitive, if you, if you can't handle this shit, Please turn my black ass off. Please turn me off and go watch goddamn Steven Crowder or something if you're not ready for this conversation. So, here's the thing. I do not believe that statues of Jesus and Christianity at this point is quote-unquote signs of white supremacy. We, however, cannot argue the fact that in the 1800s, the United States, the newly the newly considered Americans of this country, were massacring and taking over Indian reservations, sorry, not reservations, Indian tribes and Indian lands with the with the quote, and I quote this concept, you can Google it, it was called Manifest Destiny. And the belief was that God or Jesus had blessed Americans with this land and it was supposed to be their land. So you cannot argue that. Now, with that being said, you are free to worship this nigga Jesus if you want to. But if you are black, if you are of Negro American descent, I am going to look at you a little bit more differently than the average person when you I know for a fact that you're worshiping, you're literally worshiping the deities and the gods of your former enslavers, of your former captors. And that shit is insane to me. And I don't and like I said, to each his own. To each his own. I I you're talking to a man. My grandmother was a pastor. My grandmother was a pastor and a Sunday school teacher, and she dedicated every single life of her, every single day of her life to Jesus. She woke up every single morning, had prayer. Part of the reason why I can get on this microphone and talk the way I talk and speak the way I speak and write out my thoughts and notes is because I come from a pastor background. Like my grandmother raised me up to be a pastor. It's just that as I grew up, I drew away from Christianity just because I feel like as a black man, I feel like I'm being dishonest with the I'm being dishonest with the the tragedies of my people with worshiping this God and following this religion. And for them niggas who are in the nation of Islam, the NOI, it goes the same thing with y'all, because if you want to have a real conversation, slavery, widespread slavery stemming from Africa didn't start with Christianity. It didn't start with white men. It started in the 700s and 800s with Arabics with Muslims taking slaves from East Africa to Iraq. That's why when you go to Af that's why when you go to Iraq, those blacks in the northern part of Iraq, they they call the Zanjis, those are the last descendants of slaves that got took into Iraq through the slave trade that they used to have. So for all them niggas out there who are trying to run to Islam, who are trying to run to Islam to run away from the white man's religion and find a religion that benefits them, hey, hey, I'm gonna let you know right now, they they they're guilty of some bullshit too. So it goes both ways. Um, I don't think that, and like I, I guess the point I can make is, I don't think you should go around tearing down white statues of Jesus because reality is, see, it's kind of weird because I feel like, I feel like we all know that Jesus wasn't white. We all know that. But I think the present idea and the present incarnation of Jesus being white is so old. It's like 2000 years old at this point. I think it was 2000 years ago when Rome became a Christian state that it's kind of married to their culture. So I, 
Shout out to Hardcore Radius and Facts. Christian, Christianity was beat into us. So if you want to have a real conversation about that, I'm not for going down, tearing down statues of Jesus and tearing down the idea of Christianity when we live in a when we live in a country where most of this black people in this country we only make up 15 percent of the population. We only make up 15 percent of the population. So there's another 60 to 70 percent of this country who has no problem with white Jesus. That's why Sean King is getting killed right now because there was a historian. There was a historian back in the day. His name was Harold Dotis. And he was from Greece. And he went all around the world, Africa, Europe, Asia, Neverland. He saw Peter Pan. I'm joking. But he went everywhere. And it was one of it's one quote he had that I always tell people. He said, he said, the interesting thing about the world is I don't care where I go to, whether I go to Egypt, whether I go to Ethiopia, whether I go to Greece. Every single religion's gods look like the people that worship them. Every single person's gods look like the people that worship them. So I think with black people, we feel a way because at the end of the day, our grandparents, grandmothers and great grandfathers are worshiping these gods, worshiping these deities that don't look like us, that don't represent us. We're worshiping a culture that doesn't represent us. You know, you can see you can say the same thing about July 4th. Part of my issue with July 4th is I'm celebrating for a holiday that doesn't represent me. Shout out to Hardcore Radio said in the Vatican, they worship the black Madonna holding the holding the black baby Jesus. Yeah, I saw that before. I can I, I, be honest with you. I know what you're, I know what you're about to talk about. And we're going to bounce back to that. But that's a that can bring me down a whole different wormhole of the history of black people, period. We're going to get to that. But so. We're worshiping these. We're worshiping these gods that don't look like us. When he brought up the Black Madonna thing in Russia, Russia has a. You know the funniest thing about Russia, to be honest with you, Russia has a very interesting history when it comes to race because a lot of people don't know, like the the Russian language. Part of a lot of the contribution to the Russian language is from a man named Alexander Pushkin, who actually was a quarter black. He just was light skinned. He told people, he told people even when he, I swear I'm not making this up. You can check it up. You can read up on Wikipedia. He told people verbatim that my grandfather is a Negro. Like, you know, now I will say this. I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in this nigga because he died like a bitch. This nigga died uh, funking over a bitch. Swear to God, I'm not making up. Looking up. His name is Alexander Pushkin. He's a single most, he's a single most contributor to the modern Russian language right now. But, um, <clears throat> They have that. Russia has an interesting history with race because a lot of people don't know when you go to Russia, most Russian people don't look quote unquote Russian. Like most Russian people look kind of like because they have so many different like Asian mixes over there. That's why you get the term Eurasian. Like it's interesting. But um, moving from that back to that. So um, I'm not for tearing down statues. I'm not tearing down. I'm not for tearing down churches of Christianity or just. But at the same time, if you're a black man. I'm also not for as falling. If you're a black man, I'm not. I'm also. I am also not for believing in these religions that do not represent us, and more or less where the religions of our captors are enslavers. You have to really understand. This is my personal opinion. I'm gonna get emotional. You have to really understand how fucking sick, on um, how fucking sick on some Stockholm type shit that you have in your fucking head. You have to be really sick in the fucking mind to be worshiping the gods, worshiping the deities of literally the people that, that had your great grandmas and your great grandfathers and fucking chains. 
That's fucking sick. That's some Stockholm syndrome type shit. Like that's fucking insane to me. And this is normalized. Like black church, black church. Part of the reason that the left is killing Sean King like that is because that type of fucking thinking is normalized in the black community. The black church is so important to us. So that and that's sad to me. That that's honestly really sad to me. That's really sad to me. That makes me so upset because I can tell you as a black man, I can't speak for I can speak for most black people. If you're from the hood, if you're from the ghetto, you know how important church is to us. I feel like there's just as many churches in the hood as there is liquor stores. You know how important church is for us. And so it's sad to me that in 2020, this is something that we, you know, I just feel like, bro, like shout out to hardcore Raider who said, they said the name of one of the slave shit that brought us over here was named Jesus. I haven't heard about that. Now, that I've never heard. Of. I've never heard of that fact, honestly. I had never heard of that. But it's not hard to believe. It's not hard to fucking believe. And it's sad to me that in 2020, out of all the things that we could be given by white people, we can't. The one thing that we keep. the. It's sad to me that in black American culture, the idea of a white savior, the idea that the white man is going to save us. Is still persistent, and I feel like the black church, the way that we worship Jesus, is is an example of that. Now, with that being said, I don't think we should be going down, tearing down statues and tearing down white history because of that. Because at the end of the day, there are a lot of people out there that give no fucks and have no issue with the white Jesus. I don't have an issue with the white Jesus. I don't have any issue with the white Jesus. I just have an issue with my people, with my race. Worshipping this nigga like on some Stockholm fucking worship your captor on some Uncle Tom type shit. That shit is insane to me. That shit is insane to me. I'm saying for my people, if you are a white man, I don't have an issue with you doing that. If you're a black man, I have some type of issue. So, yes, there's some bias when it comes to that. I'll even say the same thing if you're Mexican. If you're Mexican you're, and you're worshiping, you're worshiping most, most Mexican people are Catholic. And if you're Mexican, you're literally worshiping the man. They didn't enslave y'all motherfuckers, but they did colonize y'all. And let me tell you something. Let me let me be real with you. See that colonize that 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 cognate that that cog that word slavery. We got enslaved. Everybody else, the the Aztecas, the Native Americans, be they in in New Mexico, be they in Brazil, be they in all these little small islands, they either got massacred, raped, or colonized. That word colonized, even though they don't have slaved by it. That that's still that's the umbrella term for a lot of other shit that happened there that we're not talking about. They're not talking about all the people that got raped in Mexico. They're not talking about the people that got enslaved. They're just saying colonize is an umbrella term. So that's just my personal opinion about that. So I don't. So I guess I'll say all that to say this. You know, I don't care. I don't care. You know, I'm not trying to cancel Christianity. I'm not trying to cancel Christianity. I'm not trying to cancel statues. But at the same time. I just want my people to think outside the box. That's my thing. I want us to think outside the box. I'm not saying we need to. I'm not saying we need to cancel our uh, membership to uh, St. Paul's Baptist Church and try to go join a fucking mosque. I'm not saying because let me be clear. If there's some kind of peace, shout out to Hardcore Returner who said, "Look at that Turner. He was paid to keep us from standing up when he saw it. He stood up." Hardcore Hardcore Raider put up a good point right there because from what I am to understand. From what I am to understand and from what I've read, I read that the first actual position of black hierarchy in this country that a black man could hold was to be a pastor. And that was to placate, to pastify black people and black slaves. So with that being said, I, yes, nigga, I look at Christianity a little bit different than the average person. Um, And 
I know when I have this conversation, a lot of people get uncomfortable. I can tell you right now, my grandmother, God rest her soul, she passed away two, two, uh, two and a half years ago. I never had this conversation with her because I knew how it would make her feel. I know how heartbroken she would be because she raised me to be a Christian. She raised me like the whole reason I, I'm be, I'll be, I'll be real, real conversation. Nigga. I still have a, I still have a Bible right here on my table just because of just, just in remembrance because of her, because I know how much she loved the Lord. But at the same time, I just, for me, I can't fuck with it like that. So that's my opinion when it comes to that. Um, and, that's just my personal opinion. Shout out to Core Writer said, my friend has the original slave Bible. It's crazy. It was passed down from his great grandfather. Yeah, yeah. See shit like that. See shit like that. Like you like I'm not I'm not I'm not for that. Like I'm not for I'm not I'm not for shout out to Jeremy Tilly said, I think white Jesus prevailed because of the invention of the printing press. No, I think I think I'll be honest with you on a real conversation. I don't know why white Jesus prevailed. I think it is something to be said about white Jesus and the idea of Muhammad, those Judaic religions, I don't know for whatever fucking reason, have taken over the goddamn world. And if you want to have a real conversation, all of those religions, whether it's Islam, whether it's Christianity, the majority of people who be, the majority of people who believe in those religions do not look like the original people that actually started them. A lot of people don't know. That the majority of people who are Muslim, if you're talking about numbers, the majority of people in this world who are Muslim are not actually Middle Eastern. They're Malaysian. Malaysia is a country. It's a big ass country in Southeast Asia. The majority, if you're talking about just sheer numbers, the majority of people who believe in Muslim, who are Muslim are either Malaysian or Indian or in Nigeria. But the catch is. I don't know if it's because them niggas ain't trying to come here like that. Or I don't know if it's just because after the two towers shit, we just assumed every single person who was brown and had a turban was was uh, Muslim. We just don't think about it like that. It's the same thing with Christianity. We can all we can all have a conversation, agree that the people who started Christian, who the people who started quote unquote Christianity, did not look like the people who are on top of the world and who are Christians right now. They did not. But you know, hey, it is it is what the fuck it is. So. My thing when it comes to that is, I guess what I can say on this podcast is this. If you are Christian, if you're black, you know, hey, if, if there's some peace that you find in this religion that you love so much, hey, if you're Mexican and there's some peace that you find in this religion that you love so much, I'm not going to kill you for that. But at the same time, I'm not going to hide my own opinions about that. I have an uncle. Shout out to my uncle Richard. My uncle Richard, he's Mexican. Very long story, but my uncle's Mexican. And so... My uncle is one of the few people on this fucking earth that's Christian that makes me even sometimes, even up to this point, think, you know, maybe there might be something to it. Maybe there might be something to it. And this man's conservative. He's Christian, man. He's he's conservative guy, just hardcore. But at the same time, he comes off with love. He comes with understanding. He has an open mind. I've had these conversations with him. He's like, hey, I understand your opinion. I understand how you feel, but this is how I rock. And I respect that. He comes with love. So. The fact that he doesn't judge me, the fact that he doesn't come at me crazy, I I look at I look at him I look at him and be like, hey man, you know maybe there might be something to this. So if you hey man, if that's what if that's where you find your happiness at, if that's where you find your soul of being at. I know a lot of people who I know a lot of people whose core where they find their when they get into dark times where they find themselves in a dark rabbit hole, their girlfriend might have left them or they might be suicidal. Their return point, 
their reset button to just get them back to where they need to be mentally and spiritually is Christianity. It's just for me, it can't be that, you know. You know, they have a um, when you go to Brazil. When you go to Brazil, they have a they have a religious called Condomble. Shout out to hardcore Raiders. So remember, but all those white supremacists always claim they're real Christians. They do. They do. They do. They do. All of you he got a good point. Every single white supremacist, every single, every single white supremacist white supremacist group claims that they're real Christians. And it's so crazy to me because it's the same thing with Muslims. Muslims, the hardcore radical Muslim groups always claim that they're real Muslims. And I don't know. I don't know if that's just some religious death, death type. I think it's hard because when you read the Bible and when you, when you read the Bible, they're following what's in the Bible. When you read the Bible, when you read the Quran, the Quran actually has a verbal term for waging a religious war. It's called a jihad. But in the Bible, they did the same thing too. There were a lot of, there were a lot of wars that were raged in the Bible where the qualifying, the qualifying, the qualifying reason why you could wage the war was because these people, usually the Canaanites, were unclean. They were unfollowers of Jesus. They worship idols and they should be killed. That's why I don't like when you have conversations about people who kill. Um, first off, I don't believe in witchcraft. I don't believe in witchcraft. I don't believe in all that other weird shit. And if you want to have a real conversation, you know, I know there's some people out there who do believe in the African religions, the um, the condom blaze, the, um, the uh, Odishas. I love all that shit. I love the beauty of the culture. I love the story of the gods. But with that being said, just being real, if any one of them niggas was real, we wouldn't have been a slave for 300 years. That's all I'm going to say. So moving on from that, I could say, so with that being said, so with that being said, I what was I going to say? So what the fuck was I fucking going to say? What was I going to say? What was I going to fucking say? I got, I, what the fuck was I going to say? I had it in my head. What was I going to say? What the fuck was I going to say? But, uh, okay, so we'll, we'll just, we'll just push, push a reset on that. So, oh, that's what I was going to say. So, that's what I was going to say. So, that's why sometimes I don't like it when you have all these kind of, when we, like, when you have a conversation about atheism or we have a conversation about scientism or all these other religions that people who are Christian will say is demon worship or pagan or all this other weird shit. It's only when you become an adult that you realize that when you were Christian, all those other beliefs that your grandma, your uncle, and your auntie called witchcraft, they only called it witchcraft because those were the religions. Those were the beliefs that were here before white people came and said, you know what? Y'all can't believe that. This is what this is what you're supposed to believe. All it was was a difference of opinion. And you need to understand that because people are getting killed. People are dying every single day for a difference of opinion. That's why I'm against. That's why I'm so against canceling Christianity and trying to destroy structures. Because at the end of the day, all you're doing is saying I have a difference of opinion. My opinion should be this. My opinion should be more prevalent. You shouldn't do that. Let them statues be there. Because reality is, those statues that you're talking about, Christianity, the white, whether it be a white Jesus, whether it's white, whatever, those are representative of the majority of people in this country. The majority of people in this country are white. The majority of African Americans that I know, even even after even before and after I have this conversation, believe in that same white Jesus. So if we have a real conversation, 
you can't destroy their beliefs like that. Now, what you can do is you can do like I'm doing. You can have a conversation and let them know, well, hey, this is how I feel about this scenario. And I don't know if you want to keep believing this shit, but this is just how I look at it. But you can't destroy somebody else's belief in somebody's history just because you disagree with it. Was Christianity used to enslave us? Yes. Yes. Did they validate did they validate massacring enslaving people, be they the black people, be they the Mexican people, be they whatever race of people with Christianity? Yes. But guess what? If you want to have a real conversation, if you want to have a real conversation, nigga, all of our religions do that. All of our religions do that. Every single, not every single religion, but most, most religions that you go to, whether they're Islam, whether it's Christianity, most of them try to come up with some validated divine reason for why either your leader or the divine family of your tribe or whatever, whatnot, has the reason to go to this other group of people and take their fucking land. All it is is for you to try to come up with a reason to obtain more resources for your people. That's all it is. Nigga, God never told you to go to that fucking city and rape everybody. There's a passage in the Bible where Saul, the king of Israel, I'll never forget this. It was the craziest shit in the world. I swear to God, I'm making this up. You can Google it. There is a passage in the Bible where Saul, God ordered Saul to take over a city uh, owned by the Canaanites, right? He ordered Saul to kill every man, woman, and child in the actual city, right? Saul felt bad. So Saul went to the city. This nigga killed all the men, but just enslaved the women and children. God got mad at this nigga because he said, nigga, I told you to kill every man, woman, and children in that city. Why did you only enslave the men? I mean, why did you kill all the men and not kill the women and children? That is insane. That is an insane story. That is an insane story. So that isn't that is insane. Shout out to hardcore writer. He said, Ben, stop. Face reality. I believe in God of me. We were made in his image. Exactly that. So that is an insane story. That is insane to me. So there's always some there's always what religion I feel like you always try to come up with some some reason to to oppress another group of people who don't think like you. You see that in the Bible. You see that in in, um, in Islam. Well, my man right here just said how God was made in his image. That's the thing, that's the thing that I feel like is, is hard for black people. And let's be clear. Everybody does not have to see the world the same way you see it. I just feel like as a black person, it is something to be said about how we're worshiping gods and we're worshiping gods, we're worshiping gods and worshiping spirits that look nothing like us. Historically, did not even contribute to us. And also, it can help you can have that same conversation because I would also feel that our ancestors worship gods and worship deities that for 400 years just ignored us, just ignored our calls and just ignored us and let us be enslaved. So, you know. This conversation can go into a whole deep ass conversation about just our how the way we look at religion and how we even look at worshiping gods, you know, but we're not going to do that. Now, moving on from that, I want to bring up Andrew Jackson because I, I saw online they're trying to tear down the Andrew Jackson statue at, um, in D.C. I'm aware that Andrew Jackson owned slaves. I'm aware that Andrew Jackson was a bigot. I'm aware that Andrew Jackson was a poser who, during his election, pretended like he was an actual working, hard-working American who was from the bottom of the barrel, and he was going to support the, the lower man, but then come to find out, this nigga was spoon-fed his whole life. He grew up fairly rich, but he just lied about that in the election just to get the support of the working class, kind of like how Barack Obama, kind of like how Donald Trump did. Here's the thing. When it comes to tearing down these statues... I, this is my personal opinion, 
it's hard for me to just say that it is hard for me to say that you should tear down these statues because these people were quote unquote racist because nigga, if you want to have a real conversation, everybody back then was racist. Everybody back then was racist. Racist, a racist point of mind was the normal way of thinking back then. Everybody thought like that. Andrew Jackson thought like that. If you want to have, have a real conversation, nigga, Abraham Lincoln might have thought like that. Thank God he thought maybe good enough to try to free us. But with that being said, everybody thought like that. So if you're going to make, if you're going to make, make, if you're going to make being racist the qualifier for why somebody should have a statue or not have a statue, nigga, this going to be a long summer. This is going to be a long summer. This is going to be a long summer. And truth be told, truth be told, shout out to Hardcore Raiders. I love how the white side of his family won't accept the black ones. What do you mean? Say, say I don't, what are you talking about? Are you talking about Andrew Jackson? So with that being said, because, and like I said in this podcast a few days ago, I do not want us to destroy these statues because I want us to remember. I want us to remember the fact that we have statues that celebrate slavers, enslavers, massacres, murderers. I want Christopher, I want Christopher Columbus's holiday to say a holiday just because shout out to Hardcore Raiders. So he had kids with his slaves, a lot of them. Is that him or Thomas Jefferson you're talking about? I don't know. He, I don't know. I didn't know if he had kids with slaves. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, hey, but if he did have kids with slaves, that's not both. Hey, man. Hey, I believe it. I believe it, bro. Like it's some bro. There's a man, there's a man named, um, his name is something Thurman. I forgot his name. He's from South Carolina. He has, he has, he actually has a freeway named after him. This man was against integration. He was against integration. He was pro segregation. He tried to keep us segregated for the longest time. This white man had a black baby. So it is something to be said about the people who think we're good enough to fuck. It did, it did. It is something to be said about how the people who think we're good enough to fuck and good enough to sleep with and good enough to come with, but at the same time, we're not good enough to live alongside you. We're not good enough to walk in the same houses with you. So it is something to be said about that. Shout out to my man, brother Tilby's. I disagree respectfully. I understand that. I can tell you as a black man, I feel like there are a lot of the times. I feel like a lot of the times when I fuck these white girls, there are some times when I fuck with a white girl and I do get that vibe of like, I had that experience a few weeks ago where, you know, I'm good enough for you to kiss, wrap up with and shit and get close and get the fuck. But in real life, you don't want to be seen with me. So I do kind of get those vibes sometimes, but it's kind of, the, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, um, <coughs> I think, um, what was I going to say? I think, um. I think at the end of the day, we have an ugly history in this country. We have an ugly history in this country. And I think it's hard for us because as black people, we hate our past. Shout out to Ambitious Ken who said, we're quick to cancel so many things, but what we need to cancel goes goes on with our confrontation. What are some things that you think we need to cancel? Shout out to Ambitious Ken. What do you think we think some things that we need to cancel that we aren't dealing with? I want you to let me know, Ambitious Ken. But um, I think I think at the end of the day we have an ugly history in this country, but you can't ignore that. You know, <clears throat> I don't think there's been many countries in this world that are like ours that even have the opportunity where the people who have been oppressed can rise and even have conversations like this on top on conversations like this. So I, uh, yeah, honestly, you know, like I said, I feel a way about Andrew Jackson. Shout out to Ambitious Ken who said fatherless homes need to be canceled. Mm. I agree with that. I agree with that. Fatherless homes need to be canceled. Hmm. P. 
people going without therapy needs to be canceled. She has another thing she put. People going without therapy need to be canceled. Both those things. It's kind of hard to say because I feel like. Shout out to Ambitious Ken who said money hungry churches need to be canceled. I agree with that for sure. I agree with that for sure. <coughs> Big facts. So all three of those things. Let's start with the fatherless home thing, because that's something that's big for me. Shout out to Brother Tobit who commented right now and said, I think the majority of our people do not want to be reminded of slave owners and to move forward. So I'm, I'm going to have to tackle everything first, make it back to you, Brother Tobit. But you made a good point. But when it comes to fatherless homes, shout out to ambitious kid who said, covering up for pedophiles and predators and rape culture needs to be canceled. So many things. <laughs> no, no, we're going to tag all of them. So with the fatherless homes thing, I do think the fathers who were born in the 90s, and I do think those who are going to be born in the 2000s, I do think they're stepping up a lot more than our fathers from the 80s and the 70s were doing. It's kind of hard to say. I, it's kind of hard to say what started these fatherless homes things or just started even the separated households thing because that's been a trend for... <coughs> For blacks as well as whites as well. And I don't know why. Um, it's kind of hard. It's hard for me to speak intelligently about that. The second thing you brought up, I forgot what it was. I want to say the money hungry churches thing. When the money hungry churches thing, hey, you missed you miss, I just ran it for about 13 minutes about how I'm, I'm tired of black churches. So it is what it is. When it comes to covering up for pedophiles and rape culture. I think it's hard. Be, I think it's hard because I, I I think it's hard because with rape culture and, and pedophiles is like that shit is so normalized. And our, the hypersexualization of black people is so normalized, even for us, that it's hard for us to even see. You know what I mean? Like I was watching D.L. Hughley just before I got on this podcast and he was talking about how when he was a kid, he was fucking a girl when he was 12 years old. The woman was like 22, 23, 24. And. You know, that's a common story that I've heard a lot. Like, I can tell you, most, I will tell you, see, Ambitious Kent said, yeah, that needs to be canceled too, and that also contributes to fatherless home. See, we will have, we always have a conversation about the black women who have been molested, and that happens a lot. Let me tell you honestly, I can tell you as a black man, I can't say names because my mama, my mama will shoot my black ass, but I can tell you, in my family, that is a common story in my personal family. I know a lot of women in my family who are molested, and... I haven't talked to that many other black families about that, but I can tell you in my family, on both my sides, actually, that is something that's so common that if I, if I told you how many people that happened to in my family, you would be like, what the fuck? And I don't know how, com I can just tell you, I used to hate that, I used to hate that all the Tyler Perry stories had a theme of rape in it, but at the same time, it's so fucking hard because bro, like, like honestly, man, like, that shit happened to so many women in my family. It's crazy. And it's like, even now when I think about it, it's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is wrong with us? Like, what the fuck is wrong with our people? Now, that also being said, you can also say that for most black men. I mean, most black men to a certain extent. Most black men are found, are most black men. And I ain't going to say most black men, but a lot of black men are founded when they're younger. Are founded or kind of pushed to being sexually. I can tell you the first time I got pushed. I can tell you the first, the first time I got pushed to fuck somebody. I really didn't want to do it. I swear to God, I really didn't want to do it. And I wasn't little. I was like 16, but I really didn't want to do it just because, like, I was a nerd. Like, I was always, 
I was always cute, but I just was always uncomfortable like with sexual shit. It just wasn't for me. I just thought it was kind of weird. So I was like, I didn't, and you know, so it is something to be said about in black culture. Even even we have the conversation about ourselves. We hypersexualize. We hypersexualize ourselves. Like we we pressure we pressure ourselves to be nigga. When you thirteen, when you fourteen, you gotta be fucking. When you twelve, you gotta be fucking this. When you you gotta be doing this. You gotta be doing that. Or even so. And, you know, it's kind of like even like I remember everybody was killing Lil Boozy because Lil Boozy said how he paid a stripper to suck his son's dick <laughs> when he turned fourteen, which is insane. That's paid pedophilia, and, and that is so sick. But it's so hard because it's so fucking hard, bro, because I promise you, I promise you, handling a Bible, that's how somebody lived it, Lil Boozy. I'm 28. Lil Boozy's 39 or 40 years old. I, that is not a, that is not, not paying the bitch, that's different, but that is not a, I remember, I remember one time, we were, my cousin Anthony, damn, I shouldn't say it, fuck it, my cousin Anthony, Sound the brother Toby said, true, I grew up in the products, and the older guys always ask me, have I gotten some ass yet? For real, for real. Being for real. People, Ambitious Ken said, and he went off about uh, Dwayne Wildshot, which is another issue. I'm going to get to Dwayne Wildshot. We can have that conversation, too. So, I think, I, think, I think at the end of the day, when we have a conversation about that, I think with black people, my, my mentality at this point is, if you're white, you are welcome to the conversation. If you're Filipino, welcome to the conversation. But when we're having these conversations, I'm primarily talking to us because I think it's the issues that we need to. I think it's the issues that we need to handle together, handle as a group, because it's our culture that's pushing this narrative. It's our culture. Like we wouldn't have a conversation about the hypersexualization and rape culture. I think that's what leads into it. I think a lot of the times we're pushing these young girls, these young boys in the situation sexually where they probably really mentally and physically weren't ready for. It. But because it's the standard, it's the peer pressure, it's the standard of the culture. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of women out there, it's a lot of black women out there whose first time they probably really didn't want, but it's like that was the standard at the time. They feel like they had to, the negative they was fucking with he was pushing hell hard. So you know, it is uh you gotta be willing to have those conversations. So I can just I can, can say that's how to me that's to me that's one of the key things that start with rape culture and also to stop rape rape culture another thing is for black men for black men we also got to understand some situations when we were fucking wilding you know I I have always said and once again I'm not the pinnacle of morality I'm a fucked up individual I'm not perfect I'm just telling you even at sixteen and seventeen fifteen. I always thought running a train on a girl was the craziest shit in the fucking world. I've always thought that was weird. I've always thought, I do not want to see another dude's dick when I'm about to fuck. I've always thought that was some weird, primal, animalistic shit. I just always thought that was nasty. But, I can also say that in the hood, that shit was normal. That was normal. You saw that all the time. Even in middle school. And I'm going to tell you the weirdest thing about all this stuff is, it is weird as... Every generation of every generation of black parents always says that these days the kids are worse than them. My dad told me, my dad is 51 years old. My dad told me he lost his virginity at nine years old. My dad told me one of his relatives was 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 she was molesting him or just fucking him at nine years of age. And this is a man who was born in the 1960s. So it is something to be said about how we, if that can happen to a man who's born that long ago, 
if that can happen to my auntie who was born who was born in 1969 68 and she was 10 years old that can happen to my other auntie if i could this is something that's just been going on and we're just not having conversations about it and we need to like it's like this is, it ain't it ain't gonna go away it ain't gonna go away without us talking about it and a lot of us don't want to talk about it because a lot of the people that there was this was done to a lot of people that did this are people that we love you know being for real like we got hey we got a lot, a lot of us got a lot of uncles and aunties that did this stupid shit, and they're invited to the cookout every single year. Every single year. Everybody got that one rape uncle that's your grandma's brother that raped everybody in the fucking family, and this nigga's always in the grill making ribs and shit for the cookout. Like, it's just being real, and we need to have a conversation about that. And, you know, it's, it's you know, I, uh, that's how I firstly feel about that. When it comes to the gay, the gay issues, and uh, somebody brought up Dwayne Wade uh, when Lil Boosie brought up Dwayne Wade's kid situation. When Dwayne Wade said, um, when Lil Boosie said that don't cut his dick off and all this other shit, Dwayne Wade's child is 12 and a half. He ain't even at the age where you can even sign the papers off on the operation to get your dick cut off. So I think he was misinformed on that fact. When it comes to my son, if I have a son or a daughter and he says he identifies as a woman, my personal feeling about that, honestly, is do I believe that shit? No. But at the same time, I do believe that they believe it. If my son, expression-wise, when it comes to my son, if he want to color his hair, or he want to dress weird and all that other shit, hey, hey, little nigga, do you? Do you? Because I want my son to feel accepted. I want my son to feel accepted in his household. I'm not going to shun him. I'm not going to do him how, like Terrence Howard did and threw his son, throw his son in a trash can just because you want to be different. I'm not going to do that. But I, what I will also say is at 12 years of, at twelve years old, I also understand that at 12 years old, you don't really know who you are yet. At 12 years old, you don't understand your way of thinking yet. You don't understand. Nigga, you don't even know what you want to be when you grow up yet. So I, all you have to also understand that you're a child. So you're not going to take hormone blockers. You're not going to take, you're not going to get any surgery. I saw somebody, I saw somebody say, <coughs> I did a video talking about that one time and somebody told me, right, told me that, that how would, how am I going to force somebody to go through a pubertal, a puberty experience that they don't want to go to because they might identify as somebody else. Said, said that, uh, go through a, a, go through a puberty experience that they don't want to go through. And I'm like, well, nigga, be that as it may, even if, even if they don't want to go through it, nigga, you're a child and you're under my roof. You're going to go through regardless. Now, if you're 19 and 20 and you feel like you, you feel like mentally you're at the place where you want to make that change, then Hey, we'll do it. But as far as you being a kid and making that decision, no, when it comes to having a conversation about gay being pushed on our kids, I don't think gay is being pushed on us. I feel like gay is being more normalized. I don't necessarily have an issue with that because reality is whatever we want to say, gay being gay is as old as being straight. I don't like seeing gay in cartoons because for me personally, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But I also understand that that gay shit is the reality for some people. And like most other races, like most other groups, you want to see yourself reflected in cartoons. I can tell you straight up, when I watched fucking, um, what was I going to say? What was it? What was that that I watched? And I got so, dep- so what was I, what was it that I watched? I forgot what it, it was some cartoon I watched. It was some cartoon that I fucking watched where 
it was a black dude, and they made the black dude gay. No, I remember what it was. It was Spider-Man. The new Spider-Man, they were thinking about making Miles Morales gay. He's not gay, but they were thinking about it when they were when they first came out with him. And I got so fucking, I remember I was 17. I got so fucking mad because I was, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me just say this. Hardcore Raiders said SpongeBob is gay. Nigga, SpongeBob been gay. If you didn't think SpongeBob was gay, if you didn't think SpongeBob was gay, I don't know where the fuck y'all was at. I always thought SpongeBob was gay. And I always thought the nigga was hilarious. But if you didn't think SpongeBob was gay, y'all have been fucked Sandy. Fuck you mean. With that being said, moving on from that. I got so mad because I was like, what the fuck? Why would you make him gay? Because my mindset at the time was I was looking at it like, why would you demand him like that? Why would you make him less of a man like that? Why the fuck you have to make our characters gay? But I understand because there's some gay men out there. There's a gay man out there who wants to be represented like that. There's a gay man out there. There's a gay kid out there who wants to see somebody who looks like him on TV. There's a gay, there's a gay boy out there that wants to see people who can relate to his experience. And I can understand where if you're a gay young man or a gay woman, how blocking that must feel where this quality about yourself, this thing that makes up so much of your identity, this thing that your mom and your daddy ain't accepting you for, this thing that you're getting teased at school for, you can't see shit in all these media platforms that represents that for you. So that's why I don't have an issue with that per se. I think also when you have a conversation about that, I think also when you have a conversation with that, you have to also understand that the reason why I want gay to be normalized is because when I have kids, let's say hypothetically speaking, that they might be gay. I don't want my son being gay to be a fucking joke. I still, I'm born in the 90s, and I still remember when you had kids at school who was called the gay kid or gay Tyrone or gay Carl or gay Kenny. Like, and I don't, and they were teased for that shit, or they was teased when they got kissed in the bathroom. So I can, I can, I can remember, I'm gonna tell you, I remember walking home with this kid named Jambari and. They told me don't walk home with him because he's gay. Now, funny story about that. Funny story. Funny fucking story. Swear to God, I'm not making this up. I remember I used to walk home with Jabari because Jabari. They used to, I just I thought it was cool, and everybody was like, "Don't walk home with him. He's gay." And I was like, "Why? Why? What's gay?" So, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I was 13 years old. We I lived in Somerset Highlands in Vallejo, California. So I walked him home. I walked him like to where he was at. We was about to go a different way. And so this nigga said, this nigga said, <laughs> Jabari, we got to the intersection where I go up my street and go up to Garth Court and where he goes straight and go up to Lincoln Way. This nigga told me, he said, hey, Joseph. My real name is Joseph, by the way. Hey, Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Let me suck your dick. I was like, what? And he's like, let me suck your dick. And I was like. Uh, you're joking, right? He's like, no, let me suck your dick. Seriously. I was like, no, he's like, it's okay. Seriously. Even if, even if it's a small one, I was like, nigga, no, that's not the issue. The, the issue starts way before we start talking about size. Nigga, the, the issue starts way before. It's a lot of, it's a lot of issues you got to work out right before you get to the size. A lot of shit we got to work out before we get to the size part. That's the, Bruh, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'm making this up. So I say no. I go over to my my spot, right? So naturally, I come home the next. I go to school the next on Monday, and we, I talk to him. He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, what's up with this? Like, no, man, I was just was joking. I was like, nigga, you wasn't fucking joking. Nigga, you were fucking joking. Now, being that I'm a good friend, 
I decided not to tell anybody else that because I didn't want that shit to just to go around the school that like he was he was he was he was us predator predatorizing niggas like that. But I, <laughs> I just was like, cause that was crazy, bro. So I, uh, but with that being said, I. I do, I do, I do think you need positive representation of gay people. You know, um, I don't get, I don't get mad when I see these conversations about gay. I get uncomfortable when I see the cartoons where it's just like, just, it just when I see them kissing and shit, just because I just don't like seeing it. But you know, it is what it is. The only time I get upset when we have a conversation about the LGBTQ community. The only time I get upset is when I feel like you have people who are, um, you know, I was having a, um, I did a video a few days ago where I was talking about how the transgenders, they were going at J.K. Rowling because J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling, she's the person who wrote Harry Potter. A lot of y'all might not know her. I might not, I might, I might not, I might not uh, be familiar with her work, but she does not believe in the trans struggle. She does not believe in just transsexuality and all that shit like that. And so, somebody here wrote an article saying that people who menstruate, and when they said that they were trying to say how they believe they were trying to make the conversation about this whole multiple gender thing and how they were trying to say that multiple people can menstruate. Now, last time I checked, only women have periods. Only women have menstrual cycles. That's what I was taught in school and in church. But with that being said. So with that being said, shout out to Dumbledore Hardcore Raiders to Dumbledore was gay. No, it's funny. So with that being said, she retweeted and said only women can menstruate. And the trans killed her and said all this other stuff. And I think I ain't gonna lie to you, this 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 this, this is my this is my issue. Where I get mad with transgenders and where I don't understand when it comes from the perspective of women is who are you to say that just because you want to wear pink? Just because you want to wear a dress, just because you think you would look better with long hair and titties, that you feel like you're a woman. Nigga, my whole life I've loved anime. My whole life I've loved the Japanese language. My whole life I felt like a little Japanese kid trapped in a six foot two black man's body. With that being said, nigga, I do not feel, I do not identify as Japanese. That's my thing. So, who are you to say that? I don't like, I just don't like that. I and women the thing about women women are so understanding women are just so loving that shout out to Jeremy Taylor who said most of the transsexuals that got surgery that I know ended up committing suicide and it's sad I mean hey if you want to have a real conversation I don't know where I just there was once a time where you had a conversation about transsexuality some people would think that you might have had a mental health issue. We can have a conversation that a lot of these people who identify as transsexual have mental health issues, have mental health issues. Now, there's some out there who do really do feel. And even then, I don't even know if that there are some out there who really do feel comfortable being in a woman's skin or being looking like a woman. But, you know, I um, It's like I said, to me personally, just you getting some titties and just you cutting your dick off to me, that doesn't make you a woman. I feel like whatever whatever women determine is to be a woman, that is to be is to be a woman. Shout out to Hardcore Raider said that has to be the worst struggle. It's a battle mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yes. So, you know, it's um I um that's my personal opinion when it comes to that. And to people out there who are trans, you know, I'm not anti trans, it's just I it's hard for me to understand something. it's hard for me to understand something, and I just don't like it when I see the people who are trans 
going at women for not accepting them because at the end of the day, you're trying to be them. You're trying to be them. You're trying to be this thing. So, you know, nigga, know your place. That's just how I look at it. Um, I, um, and I, I, that's just, that's just my personal opinion about that. You know, I, I, I love everybody. I try to be accepting. I try to be accepting. I try to be understanding, but what you have to also understand, I think at this point right now, we are at a point in history where it is important to keep an open mind. It is important to have understanding. It is important to just try to see from the other side's perspective. But also, while you're at this point where we're accepting all these different trains of thoughts and movements and ideas, you need to also understand that we also might be normalizing a lot of stuff. The Princess Crystal was going on, which we have to also understand is we might be normalizing a lot of behavior and a lot of mental thinking patterns that niggas shouldn't be normalized because uh, ambitious Kent, she brought up pedophilia earlier. Hey, when you go to most regions in the world, pedophilia is the norm. When you go to most regions in the world, pedophilia is the norm. When you go to Nigeria, the age of consent in Nigeria is either 14 or 11. And I always get that mixed up because it's in Philippines and in, in Nigeria they have the youngest ages of consent. But it's either 14 or 11. So pedophilia is not pedophilia is not something that's not is not is not is not a um, pedophilia is something that isn't is isn't unnormal. If you're Hey, if you want to have a real convert, if you have, if you want to have a real conversation, the idea of being against pedophilia is more uncommon than it is common. If you're talking about just the world in sheer numbers, so shout out to. But they were trying to make pedophilia a sexuality too. Oh yeah, they are, they are, they are. And I'm gonna tell you something. If you want to have a real com, you want to have a real conversation. I do think in this country, by the time I die, they're gonna have they're gonna have some kind of. They're going to have some kind of movement to push and normalize pedophilia in this country. And to be honest with you, it's hard for me to really say because I'm against it. I'm against it because me personally, I don't see 15 and 14 and 60 year olds that I want to fuck. I'll be honest with you. Now, with that also happening, we have you and have a real conversation. I have been that I have been in that situation like we all have been when I've been in the mall, been in the store. I saw a girl. I thought she was cute. I tried to talk to her. And when she told me her age, usually it was like 17 or 16, I backed the fuck up and just walk. I will back the fuck up and just leave it alone. With that being said, I also I, but I can say that because that shit is so dumb. Shout out to hardcore raiders and look at Epstein and his kid fuck island. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. That That is that. that that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, it's. It's wrong, but at the same time, we need to acknowledge that that shit is is more normalized than we think it is. So, I don't know what you can I don't know what you can do to change that because I can tell you, I think we're in a I thank God we live in a country where the age of consent for this shout shout out to Mister my pops had Alzheimer, her rolled past my school sixteen. What is, what did you mean? I don't know what that what that meant with the guy just typed right there, but um. So you can have a conversation about that, how that needs to change. I mean, um, in the black community, even we have a conversation about that in the black community. Like, pedophilia was a thing. Like, I can tell you, I uh, I remember being a kid and you see the nigga who was 22, 23, and 24 who had a car who had a car and would pull up to the high school and be fucking all the seniors and, and juniors. But even with that, well, let's have a conversation. We can have a, let's have a conversation. We can have an in-depth conversation about that. We have a conversation about pedophilia. I think there's a I, I think I think Robert Kelly. I do think there's a difference. And this is where it gets uncomfortable when you have a conversation about pedophilia. 
I think there is a key difference between you fucking somebody that looks like a kid and you fucking somebody like I'm like get example with those dudes who used to pull up to the high school. Look at look at this like my baby is my old teacher. When I when I when you when those dudes used to pull up to the high school and fuck with the girls. A lot of the time, a lot of the niggas was sick. But a lot of the time, I wouldn't give them that much hell even when I was a kid because a lot of them were fucking a senior or a junior. And a lot of the time, there are a lot of 16 to 17 year olds that you would see that from the outside looking in, it just looked like an 18 or 19 year old girl. So a lot of the time with those girls, it's hard because on a biological level as a man, you don't see the age or the number, you just see a woman. Even though me personally, I would not indulge. I would move my black ass on and be like, hey, bitch, hey, cool. Hey, nigga, I'll see you in four years. If you still look good by then, hey, we can talk. But I would just move on. But I understand how as a man, you're just seeing, and you're, you're biologically, you're just, you know, I'm going to tell, tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm, it's a good conversation. There was a comedian named Andrew Schultz, and he made a very good, very good argument. This was five years ago. This argument wouldn't make sense now, but I hope you guys, it makes sense when I tell you this right now. He brought up Ariana Grande, and he brought up um, Kylie Jenner. This was when Kylie Jenner was like 17 and a half, and he said, Honestly, he said, if you're a man and you're sexually attracted to Kylie Jenner, I would think you're normal. If you're a man and you're sexually attracted to Ariana Grande, I would think you're a pedophile. And he said, the reason behind that is, when I look at Ariana Grande, he was like, Ariana Grande is 25 years old. But when I look at her body and I look at her face, I see a child. She has childlike face. She has childlike legs. She looks like a little child. So when I look at her, I can't find her sexually attractive because I just see a little girl. When I look at Kylie Jenner, I see these fake big breasts and these fake hips and shit like that. I see a woman, so I'm naturally sexually attracted to it. You know what I mean? So that's how that's kind of how men's physicality work on a biological level. The reason why I kill R. Kelly is because this nigga was fucking with R. I've to me, Lee has Lee is beautiful, but she never not looked like a teenager to me. And nigga, you fuck with her even when she was 14 and a half. So. There is something, and he keep going back to the, he kept going back to this age, like, <coughs> the fact that you kept going back to high schools and going back to girls, there's something about this age that fascinates you. If you're a grown man, once again, I'm 28, you gonna fuck with some young girls. I, I'm at 28, 27, I fuck with 19, 18, and 20. And I've also fucked with 40, there was a girl I was with on Thursday, she was 42 years old. Another one with I was on Saturday, she was 21 years old. So, trust me, nigga, I just like fucking grown women, that's just how I move. So, it is, it is what it is. It's a difference between that for me and you're going after women who you know for a fact have these child. Well, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. There's no debate with this. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Like, it's not even a debate. You know, for you to keep going back to that pick and pool, you keep going back to that 15, 14, 16 pick and pool, you know what's going on. So, with our, when you have a conversation about R. Kelly, it's kind of hard because that shit's common, you know. And then a lot of and then a lot of times with a lot of dudes, a lot of times when you're a man, shout out to ambitious kids, I think it's also a type of resistant sexual attraction, something that you know is wrong, but it turns you on even more. Hey, man. Hey. You can learn that in rap music. Every rap song, every, there's so many rap songs out there where a nigga was like, uh, 16, faded, in the back, overrated. Like, it's something, it's that, that weird pedophilic danger type shit. That's in hip-hop. It's in a lot of hip-hop songs. So, you know. 
Hip hop is crazy, bro. We didn't have some crazy ass. I'm gonna tell you, hip hop. One day we go to this podcast and have a conversation about how many crazy ass anthems you had in hip hop. That song ain't no fun if the homies can't get none. That shit is insane when you really play it back and forth. Like I'm through with it. There's nothing left to do with it. Pass it to the homie. Now you hit it, nigga. You're talking about a grown woman. Like the fuck. You're really talking about a grown woman. Like this is insane to me, bro. Shout out to ambitious kid who said like cheating and cuckold and weird relationships like landlord and tenant. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, and that even the cheating shit is weird. There's this, there's this weird thing in like black music where and hip hop where we love to fu- out fuck fuck each other. Like I don't know who started that. Like we like to try to. It's this thing where we love fucking another dude's girlfriend, and I don't know if uh I don't know. It just it just, it just is messed up. That just is funny to me. Like, it's always a, yeah, he don't even know. He's bitch sucking my dick every other day. He go to In-N-Out and get the sticks. Like, like what? Why, are you, why are you so proud about that? Like, you know, so I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I guess this was a very, this was a very interesting podcast. I, I came on here with some good energy. Um, I'm about to close out the podcast, but before I close out, does anybody have any questions that they want me to answer before I close out? Anybody have anything that they want me to uh Touch on before I go. I'm taking requests before I close out. Anybody have any anybody have any personal requests for the young boy? <coughs> mm. Ooh, sir. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. If you enjoy me, please press follow. If you enjoy me, please press follow. Please put well, I enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you, Hardcore Red. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm gonna try to come back. I'm trying to come back again tomorrow. I really Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all the new followers. At the end of the day. Um and then the day I do this, like I said, I'm a podcast. Well, I don't know if y'all, if I ever explain myself to uh, the newer people who might be watching me, but my name is JT. I'm a podcaster, broadcaster, and uh, you know, this is what I do. My goal is to be the greatest broadcaster of all time. And so, you know, anybody out there who's following me and loving me, thank you for the support. When this whole thing kicks over, I want to go back to doing like live shows. And when I say live shows, I ain't saying like it was like a thousand people the last time I did a live show, but I want to get back to that vibe. But much love, peace, and chicken grease. Thank you for being a part of the family, and I hope to see y'all for my next broadcast. So, thank you.